In this bonus episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast, David and I are doing a full first round mock draft just ahead of the start of the 2022 NFL draft. Let's go. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Box Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Happy draft day, everybody. For those of you tuning in for the first time or just need a little reminder, I am James Yarko, joined by my fantastic co-host, David Harrison. Both of us cover your Tampa Bay Buccaneers as on this show, as well as in written form, I'm over at BucksNation.com. David is at BucksGameDay.com. And this bonus episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. This episode, pretty simple. Full first round mock draft. We are going to do every pick for every team. No trades. We're going to keep things a little bit easy. No trades in this one. David is covering the odd picks. I'm covering the even picks. We are going to make the Buccaneers pick together and give you the official Locked on Bucks stamped Buccaneers first round player. So with that, David, let's get to the draft. All right, guys, so we, here we have our handy-dandy PFF mock draft simulator. This is what we're going to be using. Real quick, James, since uh, the Miami Redhawks obviously threw up all over you tonight, um, Dominique Robinson, Miami of Ohio, edge rusher, has very quietly become one of my favorite day three prospects, uh, a very raw edge defender, but is actually very talented considering how inexperienced he is, which makes him very exciting, uh, especially if he gets coached by uh, the likes of Larry Foote and, and all those. So uh, anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. Dominique Robinson, an extra bonus name to keep an eye out for. Um, but we're not here for that. We're here for the Jacksonville Jaguars to see how they can Jaguar this number one pick. All kinds of sideways. Um, Listen, Trevon Walker has gained a lot of steam lately, uh, recently, but I really want to believe that the Jacksonville Jaguars are maybe turning a corner, even though they decided not to get rid of Trent Baalke in order to bring in Byron Left, which does not elicit a lot of confidence in their decision-making. Um, but we are going to start this thing off with Aiden Hutchinson, the number one overall pick going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, probably the first time in, in NFL history that a Michigan Wolverine was selected first overall for good reason. Sir, calm down. <laughs> also, I don't think Aiden Hutchinson is going number one overall. You and I, we are one pick in and we already disagree. I think the Trayvon Walker talk is, yeah. I think it's real. It, it could be real. It could be real, but I'm going to go, this is, this is supposed to be a predictive, right? It's supposed to be like what we think they're going to do, but I just refuse to believe the Jacksonville Jaguars could do that. So we're already yeah. off the rails. All right. Well, this makes this pick a little bit more difficult because I thought for sure you were going to, you were going to go with Trayvon Walker. So the Detroit lions, they need everything. Um, Pretty much. much, much like the number three overall pick needs literally everything, but in a division where you're going up against high powered, uh, offenses, high powered quarterbacks, uh, 
even a quarterback with some mobility, uh, you're going to want to be able to get after that position. Uh, I don't think they make this much harder than it needs to be. They go with Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge rusher out of Oregon. All right, Kayvon Thibodeau going to the Detroit Lions at number two. And, and like you said, so I'm back up on the clock. The Houston Texans, who, like you mentioned, literally need everything, every single thing on the board uh, that it, you do. So it even says needs every position. Yeah, it literally says every position. So I think you're going best player available, right? And as far as I'm concerned, I know PFF uh, obviously has this board a little bit different. Best player available, in my opinion, is Ahmad Sauce Gardner, cornerback out of Cincinnati. So we're going to pull the trigger on that. Uh, and Sauce, look, I uh, love you, brother. But unfortunately, you're going to start your NFL career in Houston. And, and hopefully five years from now, you can you can resurrect your career somewhere else. Hey, if there is one thing we know about Lovey Smith, it's that he loves to build a defense from the back to the front. Even though that makes no That's sense true. at all, he does love to do it. So, so you probably should have gone Kyle Hamilton there, actually. Eh, no, let's, you know, back defensive back. Yeah, it's still kind of the back end of the defense. Um, so, all right, the the New York Jets now on the clock. A lot of a lot of talk about them going wide receiver. I certainly don't think that wide receiver is the choice at number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to try to help keep their their quarterback that they drafted last year upright. Try to give him some time to, you know, throw to whoever they pick at number 10 and uh i really like the fit of evan neal here to the new york jets so i'm going evan neal number four overall all right evan neal from alabama going number four to the jets so we're ignoring some of the health concerns it's all smokescreen the jets are just putting out noise trying to get their guy to drop to them we've seen it before uh the new york giants i think this is the first place to see a quarterback go James, I think the New York Giants, if they know anything, they know that Danny Dimes is not the answer. The question is, who is the answer and how quickly do they need that answer? Uh, I think everybody agrees. Malik Willis has the most upside of any quarterback in this class. But if you're the New York Giants, you're going to need an answer faster than that, which means the the most pro-ready quarterback in this very, very limited quarterback class is the guy. So Kenny Pickett, who almost kind of looks like a little bit of a Danny Dimes, is going to go to New York and – probably replace Daniel Jones by I'd say week four or five that, that just happened I mean I think that's our, our first big surprise because honestly you probably could have gotten Kenny Pickett I mean you definitely could have gotten Kenny Pickett at, at number seven um I don't know listen the Carolina Panthers have been tied to quarterback and again they're a team that need a quarterback I, in 2022 not 2023 so who knows I, if Matt Rule would do try to save his job I absolutely believe the Carolina Panthers are going quarterback at number six, and I absolutely believe that the Carolina Panthers are going quarterback right now, but I think the quarterback for them is going to end up being Malik Willis out of Liberty. I think you know, just the the athleticism, the the upside there. I think I think Malik Willis has a lower floor than Kenny Pickett does, but because he's coming into the NFL a little bit more raw, needs to develop a little bit more, he has a much, much, much higher ceiling. So if this is a hit for the Carolina Panthers, then he's going to be a force for a really long time. Whereas on the flip side, I think Kenny Pickett, not nearly as high of a ceiling, but you kind of already know where his floor is. It's a little bit higher than Daniel Jones, but I don't see Pickett developing into a stud or a superstar. No, absolutely not. No, I agree with everything you just said. I just believe that the Giants are going to go with the guy that can start now. And honestly, uh, Malik Willis is a great pick for the Carolina Panthers, unfortunately for Buccaneers fans, and unfortunately for Matt Rule because he's not going to be around long enough to coach him 
uh, to his ceiling. But New York Giants are back on the clock. I think you get yourself a brand new quarterback. You got to go and you got to fix the offensive line problem that you didn't solve a couple of years ago when you took the wrong top four tackle. So in this one, you're going to take the guy who spent a lot of time as a consensus number one tackle on this board, and you're going to take Ike McQuanu out of NC State at number seven. Ooh, you're leaving me in a tough spot here with the Atlanta Falcons. They're another one. They need a they need a quarterback. Marcus Mariota is not that dude, but they're not taking one at number eight. But you are in a division with Tom Brady, with Jameis Winston. Um, you're going to need some help getting after the quarterback. The the slide for Trayvon Walker ends here. They're going to take the uh, the hometown kid, Trayvon Walker, out of Georgia there to uh, start working on that defensive side of the ball. All right. So, I mean, look, Locked On Bucks. I mean, I was only half a Locked On Bucks. Locked On Bucks doesn't buy the number one overall pick, Trayvon Walker hype, uh, only because James Jarko wasn't picking number one. But he doesn't last very much longer going number eight. The Seattle Seahawks. I think the Seattle Seahawks are a very interesting uh, team. Obviously, again, quarterback could be could be a spot there. Edge rusher could be a spot there. But I think uh, that with Hutchinson gone, with Walker gone, with Thibodeau gone, I don't think they they make the reach here for Charles Cross, even though I don't know if it's that big of a reach. I mean, according to PFF, it's not a reach at all. I think they go to start trying to rebuild that defense, James. I think this is where uh, we see the safety that I might have already scrolled past. Kyle Hamilton, there he is. There's, oh, I think wow. we see, look, he's gotten some uh, some Cam Chancellor comps Kyle Hamilton has. And I mean, I think that if you're the Seattle Seahawks, you pair Kyle Hamilton with Jamal Adams again, Building the defense from the back forward is is not necessarily uh, the orthodox way to do it. But if you've already got a head start with Jamal Adams back there, you go ahead, you add Kyle Hamilton in there, and you've got at least a decent start to building your defense back up. All right, that puts the Jets back up on the clock. I'm surprised. I, I thought for sure we were going to have Kyle Hamilton slip to uh, the Washington Commanders there at 11. Okay. But Not going to force it, though. Not going to force it. That's right. So the New York Jets, I have, I've already said it. I, I think they go a wide receiver here. Peter King actually tweeted out on Wednesday night that if you want one of the top four receivers, you need to get in the top 13. So mm -hmm. that's pretty interesting because obviously that would mean that the next four picks, we would have to take a wide receiver at all. You're going to run on wide receivers for, here? For those. But Jamison Williams isn't the guy in my opinion, for the New York Jets. And it has nothing to do with his talent or his ability. It's the timetable. Mm -hmm. And when you're you're trying to mesh Jamison Williams and, and the quarterback, you have to have time. You have to have the full offseason. You have to have training camp. You have to have preseason games. You have to get that timing down. I think they're going to go with your boy out of Ohio State, Garrett Wilson. Ooh, Garrett Wilson goes number 10 to the New York Jets. Not the first time. I've seen that certainly wouldn't be a bad decision for Robert Sala and the New York Jets there. Um, that puts the Washington Commanders, I almost said football team, on the clock. <laughs> and if anybody has no excuse to do that, it's it's me, right? So, uh, look, Peter King might be on to something, and wide receiver is definitely a position of need. Obviously, DB is. I don't believe uh, in Derek Stingley. You watch the tape. Derek Stingley is too inconsistent from the last time we saw him, and we haven't even seen him really put down film in such a long time. I'm not going to draft a guy based off of tape or uh, based off of workouts, but I will draft a guy who has the highest upside of any wide receiver in this group. Cause you know what? We can wait, James, we can wait if we need to, because Carson Wentz, he may be the answer. He may not be the answer at the end of the day next year. If he's not the answer, we can get rid of him with zero dead cap and really not a whole lot uh, worse off for the wear. So we're going Jamison Williams and we will be patient and we will wait to pair him with Terry McLaurin. And again, if Carson Wentz can't make that work around 
Thanksgiving or so, we'll bench and we'll keep our third round pick from turning into a second. And we'll come back next year and get uh, CJ Stroud. I don't disagree with your pick at all. I think it's a great pick for the Washington Commanders and, and a great compliment there to Terry McLaurin. McLaurin is an absolute monster. I love Terry McLaurin, and I don't think I'll ever be able to say that enough on the Locked on Bucks podcast. What I do disagree with is your take on Derek Stingley. The Minnesota Vikings are sprinting. They are handing this card to Justin Jefferson just to make sure that it gets there even faster. Derek Stingley <laughs> in that defense is going to be insanely good. This guy has all pro caliber talent. He could end up being the best corner in this class by a very wide margin. I love this fit huh? for Stingley. I love this fit for the Minnesota Vikings. And the dude doesn't even have to change his wardrobe. He could just keep rocking <laughs> purple and gold for the next decade. And he's, he's already set. Love yeah, Stingley to the Vikings. And you don't got to worry about that south to north transfer since Minnesota wisely built themselves a dome. Uh, back here with the Houston Texans. So with the Houston Texans, we've already drafted uh, Ahmad Garner. So we've already gone cornerback. We got Lovey Smith in town. We know they want to go with Davis Mills for, for at least the next year. Uh, I think Charles Cross. I mean, he's the third overall player on this board. Maybe not the third overall player in everybody's, but 13 is way too far for this young man to already be sitting. This is the story of the first round. Charles Cross is still sitting in the green room. I don't even know if he's actually going to be in Vegas, but Charles Cross comes off the board here to the Houston Texans. All right, that brings up the Baltimore Ravens in one of the toughest divisions in football. You have the defending AFC champions there. You have Deshaun Watson coming to town. You have the Steelers who are going to have a little bit of a speed bump this year because Mitch Trubisky is a thing and really shouldn't be. But Baltimore has to be able to stop these, these high-octane offenses and – can you can you name a better Baltimore Ravens defender in this class than George Karloftis? The dude is an absolute monster. They need an edge rusher. This is their guy. Uh, Karloftis it should be a top 10 pick. He's He might even get outside the top 15, and I just don't understand why. But yeah. George Karloftis, he's going to look legit in that Ravens uniform. Look, he plays like a Raven, right? He's got a little bit of an attitude, plays with a lot of power. I definitely think it fits the mantra there. I'm not really big on George Karloftis. I'm one of the guys. I see him. Don't be wrong. He looks strong. But everybody's strong in the NFL. If, if your specialty is being strong, uh, you're, you're going to fall short on a couple of things. Um, somebody whose specialty is being big and being long and catching passes that can come off trajectory every once in a while is Drake London. And uh, Jalen Hurts needs, needs him a wide receiver that can catch things that aren't thrown right on to, uh, to a spot. And Drake London can throw those mitts out there and snag some off-target passes from Jalen Hurts. So he's going to be our pick here at number 15 for the Philadelphia Eagles. Really good fit there in Philadelphia. All right, New Orleans Saints have picked number 16. They get a punter. Forget them. They get a punter. They Absolutely. Punter. No. They're, they're, not any punter. They get the number one punter. No, they get the number three punter. Oh, they, they get Cameron. Nope, not saying that. <laughs> they get Gabe Burkich out of Oklahoma. Send it in. Um, no, they're they're going to run out of time and have to forfeit their pick. Um, so the New Orleans Saints, they need a wide receiver. They need a tackle. They need some help on the defensive side of the ball. Trent McDuffie is really, really intriguing here. Mm -hmm. But I think at, at this stage, you need to help out your offensive line. There's still some really good receivers sitting there for them. You worry about the, the Chargers maybe taking one, but 
you don't have to worry about the Eagles doubling up. So you're going to have, you know, Chris Olave could still be there for him. Sky Moore could still be there for him. Uh, Jahan Dotson could still be there for him. I want to take Bernard Raymond and, and help out this offensive line first, and then we can worry about wide receiver a little bit later. Yeah, very interesting. It's it's interesting. James Yarko does not care about late medical revelations. Both these guys, both two tackles that have late medical concerns in nope. the ultimate week of lying, uh, both taken by James Yarko represented teams. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, they need wide receiver, they need tackle, they need cornerback. So obviously we're going to go Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia, and I will tell you why. Charles Davis of NFL.com put out his final mock draft, has Devontae Wyatt going to the Los Angeles Chargers and his write up of it inspired me to write an article for BucksGameDay.com saying, that, "Look, Devontae Wyatt may just be out of the Buccaneers' reach. It, it just may be a thing. A lot of people want Devontae to go to Tampa. He honestly may have worked himself up to uh, where he, he's just going to be out of reach. There are some rumors coming out that there may be some character issues in his past. And again, this is the time of year. What does that mean? It means teams are trying to get him to fall down the board, which means they know that he's probably not going to fall down the board. I think the Chargers know." what's real talent. And they're going to take Devontae Wyatt number 17 because Charles Davis said so. I love Charles Davis. Charles Davis helped me make fun of my friend who had never seen the movie animal house, even though I let him borrow the DVD. He still has the DVD. He's had it for eight years and still <laughs> has not watched animal house. Um, really surprised by the pick, but I really love the pick. Uh, it helps a, a, an AFC West become even tougher. Eagles <laughs> next up. I'm not going to overthink this one. Uh, they're they're going to get Devin Lloyd there in their defense. They need a linebacker, and they do one in a really, really bad way. Devin Lloyd is going to slide in and be the perfect fit there for Philadelphia to help shut down the unbelievable athleticism of Carson Wentz there with the Washington Commanders. Yeah, with Jameson Williams <laughs> and, and Terry McLaurin. Um, yeah, so this, this sets me up perfectly to – uh, to give Ross Jackson the New Orleans Saints Chris Olave. So we're just going to move on to the next pick. He's a saint. That means I'm allowed to continue to hate him. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers on the clock. Again, not going to overthink this one at all. They're going quarterback. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is not that dude. Uh, they've been very interested in some of the quarterbacks, especially one that's not too far down the road from Pittsburgh. Uh, the two cities are connected by a river and that is Desmond Ritter, the quarterback out of the University of Cincinnati. Uh, the dude, if 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 they give him the time and they don't force him into the starting lineup immediately because they have to deal with Mitch Trubisky, he can develop into an absolute baller in the NFL. I love Desmond Ritter. Yeah, listen, when Lamar Jackson came out, I remember going, the Baltimore Ravens are a really good spot for Lamar Jackson if he ends up there. When Deshaun Watson came out, I remember saying the Houston Texans were a really good spot for Deshaun Watson to come out. Both of them went there. They both worked. Desmond Ritter and the Pittsburgh Steelers makes a scary amount of sense. So if that happens, it could be uh, very, very good for Desmond Ritter. Hopefully doesn't go the route that one of those guys did because, you know, that would ruin pretty much everything. Um, the uh, the New England Patriots, very interesting situation. I think they really want one of the wide receivers who's already come off the board to not come off the board. So I think the New England Patriots sitting here at 21. You want to go wide receiver. I like me some Sky more, but I just think it's a little too high. Even though PFF has them ranked 22nd overall, the, the Pats are at 21. I still think that's that's too high. 
uh, for this guy. So I think that the New England Patriots, they go a little bit off script and they go corner instead and they take Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. That's a really surprising pick and it's a really, really good pick. Um, Yeah, I mean, Bill Belichick is never going to do what you expect him to do. Uh, and he's probably going to trade out of this pick and get like 17 more picks throughout the course of the uh, <laughs> the NFL draft. But we're not doing trades here. No. So Andrew Booth, uh, really good fit for the New England Patriots. The Packers I'm having some trouble with because do they go with the wide receiver here or do they take their chances and wait it out until pick number 28 to see who is still available? There's still a couple of wide receivers that I think fit really well with Green Bay. I'm not going to press the issue right here. What I am going to do is I'm going to ignore the fact that the screen says that one of the team needs is offensive line because one of the other team needs is defensive line, and I'm going to give them Jordan Davis, the defensive lineman out of Georgia. This is a big dude. They can help them control the middle, help collapse some pockets. He is He's really, really good, and uh, he's going to continue to develop and I think he's going to – I realize this says he's a one-trick pony. I think he's going to have much more than just one trick in his bag when all is said and done. Yeah, look, Jordan Davis may be a little bit of a one-trick pony, but he does that one trick really, really well. That leaves me with the Arizona Cardinals, and they have a problem, James. They have a quarterback that is not happy. He doesn't like the situation going on with his team, and he needs some help. Uh, as you see here, he needs guard help. He needs a center Tyler Linderbaum, the best true center in this class. They're going to give him a new guy to snap the ball to him and try to appease him for one more year. It's probably not going to work, but at least he'll have a really good center for years to come. Absolutely. Uh, that brings the Dallas Cowboys up. Uh, you would think Nicobe Dean would be a really good fit here. Trent McDuffie would be a really good fit here. Uh, Travis Jones would be a really good fit here, but Jerry Jones isn't going to do any of that because he's going to draft Traylon Burks because he's Jerry Jones. And that's something that he would absolutely do. And uh, it is what it is. I He's I going with Traylon Burks, the 46th ranked player on PFF's board. That's not going to get a good grade, but it could get some uh, some good production out of out of uh, out of Traylon there with Dak Prescott and Dallas Cowboys. For the Buffalo Bills, what do you give the team that has perhaps the best defense in the National Football League? You give them more defensive weapons, James, and I'm going to give them Trent McDuffie out of Washington. Almost fell all the way to the Bucs. I was about to be super hype. Well, there's one player I'm very surprised is falling as far as he is because he fell this far in our Locked On Commanders final first-round mock. I don't think it's going to happen, but he's still there, and we'll see what happens. Uh, all right, so the Tennessee Titans on the clock. They need a lot of help on the defensive side of the ball, and my my best friend uh, since sixth grade is a diehard Titans fan, and I'm going to infuriate him by taking a linebacker because that is – when you have one of the best players still available on the board, you go ahead and take him, and that is N'Kobe Dean linebacker out of Georgia. He's an impactful player and he's going to help yeah. that defense immediately. You know, you could have gone in a couple of different directions. I don't think any of the wide receivers that are still kind of hanging out there really, really fit what the Titans want to do. You can find uh, another weapon a little bit later. You're not going to find a Kobe Dean later. So David, that brings us oh. to the Buccaneers and we have a decision. To make. We do. So we got Zion Johnson is on the board. still. So. 
yeah. Who is seen is on the board still. Yeah. Travis Jones is on the board and Kyir Elam all on the board. I mean, Jermaine Johnson is still on the board. Jermaine Johnson is the guy I was talking about, by the way. I don't see this Florida State kid getting this far. Now, do we take advantage of that fact? And, and do we take him here for the Bucks, Or do we kind of go and, and look at the more expected options that are going to be here at this, at this point in time, which is Zion, Travis, Kyir, and Lewis? Out of sheer curiosity, I know we're not doing it, but what are the trade offers that we got? So the trade offers we get here. So Kansas City is is looking to move up from 29 to 27. Cincinnati is looking to move up from 31 to 27. Uh, the problem here is, I mean, even oh, if you go 29, the yeah, next pick, the next pick Kansas City can give you is 50. You right. you're, you want second round, you know what I mean? And you want like early second round if you're going to move back, I think. Uh, the Bengals, 31, they can give you 63. That's not any better. So I think the best you're going here is is 29 and 30 for 27. I don't know. That's not. Yeah, you're gonna have to give up more to get that. That math isn't gonna or not 29, 30, 29, 50. And yeah, that math still isn't gonna work. You're gonna have to give up probably. I don't know. 60 has an 86 percent chance according to PFF. 91. So you're gonna have to give up 60. So I mean, you're moving back two. You move up 10. Yeah. I mean, no, no if you're gonna move back two spots, you might as well take the guy you want now. Right. All right. So. This is the problem that I ran into in my mock draft that mm -hmm. I did on Wednesday's episode. And somebody in the YouTube comments was very unhappy with me because I did take Zion Johnson. Yeah. And the way the rest of my board fell, I didn't address corner until the seventh round. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was, you know, trying to manufacture some of these things and, and yeah. I just couldn't. If I'm Jason Light in this situation and David, we could talk it out a little bit. I think I'm going Lewis scene here the safety from Georgia because of some of the options that they're going to come across in the second round, as far as being able to address offensive line help, maybe defensive line help, get some depth there. Mm -hmm. um, my biggest selling point was Zion Johnson can immediately come in and compete for a spot. I think Lewis seen comes in and immediately starts. I, I think he yeah. would beat out Keanu Neal and be a, a starting safety for the Buccaneers. What are your thoughts? I think you're right on that. However, I also turned to another conversation that's very popular amongst people who live, who listen to Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks of the move, the sticks podcast, former NFL scouts, you know, very successful gentlemen themselves. And they have a saying here that are you, are you talking about a truck or a trailer, right? Trucks, pull the trailers, trailers need to be pulled. Lewis seen. I think he's a truck. I think he's a guy that makes your defense better. And if there's weaker defense backs around him, he's going to make them a little bit better. Here's the problem. I think when you look at the Buccaneers defense, there's a reason they let Jordan Whitehead walk away without even making him an offer. Like they didn't even offer him a league minimum, you know, whatever they felt like he'd get. They completely let him walk away, which is why he felt a little bit disrespected by it. And I don't think it had anything to do with Jordan Whitehead. I think it had to do with the fact that the position Jordan Whitehead plays is not critical to the Buccaneers defense. Like if, if that position fails, they can still succeed. But if the cornerback position fails, this defense will fall apart. And I think when you look at Sean Murphy bunting, you look at Jamel Dean, I think Jamel Dean is a notch above SMB right now, but both of them have shown too much inconsistency during their career so far to really have a lot of confidence around them as far as what is going to happen in the 2023 offseason regarding their contracts. Neither of them is getting franchise tagged, but if either of them gets signed, re-signed, it's going to be pivotal that this year – they show more consistency and more consistent ability to play uh, under in this in this defense. They've had plenty of opportunity to learn. I think you bring in a Kyrie Elam, 
He physically fits what you want in this defense. And if worst case scenario, he's a really good third or fourth cornerback. And you got two premium corners that just showed up and really balled out. You're not going to be able to sign both of them. So SMB or Jamel Dean, whichever, basically you put them in separate rooms, say, look, your buddy over there is getting a deal. You, you take the deal first. It's yours. Whoever signs first, you keep them. You got Carlton, that guy and Kair and whoever leaves, you maybe get, you maybe get yourself a third or a fourth round comp pick uh, the year following. You've got two cornerbacks with expiring contracts, one safety. So I think you prioritize the cornerback position. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure this out. The the let's, arguments. Let's phone a friend. We're gonna call Brandon Olson, no unbiased host of the Locked not. On Gators podcast. Here's here's my argument. You can find maybe not quite as good as Kyrie Elam, but you will find a corner in the second round mm-hmm. closer to Kyrie Elam's capabilities than you will find a safety that is close to Lewis Seen's. I disagree. I think you'll find a safety in the second round closer to Lewis Seen. I'm talking Jaquan Brisker uh, at a Penn State versus a cornerback of Kyir Elam's caliber. Um, you want to know what the tiebreaker can be? Scott Smith, senior writer and editor of Buccaneers.com. We talked about the ultimate mock draft, and Lewis Seen was still on the board. If you remember, he said he would have taken Kyir Elam. You're just bringing up tiebreakers that fit your argument. That's Absolutely. that's what this is. that's how this game is played. No. You make a good point, James. And, and safety, listen, the safety class, actually, I just had this conversation with Chris Russell and Lockdown Commanders. There are about five safeties that I would be comfortable adding to my team. Lewisine is one of them. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, obviously, is one of them. He's already gone. Uh, Jaquan Brisker is one of them. Uh, Jalen Petrie and Dax Hill are the, other, are the others. And honestly, Jalen Petrie and Dax Hill are cornerback slash safeties. I think this team needs to be done with the slashes. We've got too many slash players on this defense already. We need some solid players so we're going to go with a safety that is a safety and that is safety lewis scene safety out of georgia the yarko the yarko household celebrate rejoices (laughs) not to mention national championship mvp national championship mvp that's that's uh, playmaker ball hawk yeah that's big players show up in big games and uh and he certainly did that all right the green bay packers we're going to go back to back out of uh, out of Georgia. George Pickens, wide receiver. Ooh, bypassing Sky Moore. We're given, but we're finally giving A Rod a wide receiver. So I really didn't want to. I wanted to give them a punter as well. Note to Aaron Rodgers just saying, Judy Koontz isn't goody to you in this draft. You know where to come to get some, some wide receiver help. Uh, all right, Kansas City Chiefs are also going to take a punter. Um, I think Sky Moore. I think that's that's kind of the obvious. I mean, he's not Tyreek Hill, you know, reincarnated in the NFL form, uh, but he's small, he's quick, he's fast, he's a playmaker. Uh, I think Sky Moore is your guy in Kansas City for the first pick. All right, and then, uh, woof, second pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. I really like Travis Jones here. Yeah. I really, really do. And I, I think that needs to be the pick. I, I was leaning a little bit. Oh, I was terrified you were about to say but. <laughs> I, I was leaning a little bit towards Kair Elam, but I think they need to to help out their pass rush, help out their defensive line a little bit, especially in a division now that is easily the most difficult one in the National Football League. And that leaves you with a really, really tough choice for the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. Not even not even considering the fact that their number one corner is Eli Apple, 
You took Zion Johnson without hesitation. Wow. Zion Johnson. You got to protect the franchise, homie. You'll come wow. back in a second and you'll get yourself a corner. They just spent so much money in free agency on that offensive line. They don't have anybody at corner. You know They're- what? You might be right. It might have got a little cocky there. But you know what? Zion's not going to Detroit. So even if we want to pretend that was different, we're, Kyrie Elam was probably a better pick. I'll admit defeat on that one, but we're not redoing this. So Zion Johnson's the guy. All Look right. Zach. Detroit, Detroit Lions. They get that fifth-year option on the back end of the uh, – Jermaine the Johnson round. is still on this board. I don't understand it either, but the Lions are taking Sam Howell because they're going to get a fifth-year option, and their current quarterback Ugh. is Jerry Gurf. Oh. Vikings, Bears, it. and Packers fans rejoice. They can't have it. You got Baker Mayfield without the edge. I got news for oh everybody. The gosh. edge makes Baker better. What have we done? Uh, um, listen, I apologize to everybody who had to sit through this for watching what just happened here. For better draft knowledge, head to the Locked On NFL YouTube page right now. But you know, none of none of these picks are like really. I mean, I, I do kind of disagree with you going Kenny Pickett at number five, but you disagreed with me pounding the table for Lewisine, so it is what it is. Uh, but there's not a single player on this list that you look at and you say there's no chance he gets drafted in the first round. Right. I mean, listen, I don't want to say I disagreed with Lewisine. I just didn't like Lewisine as much as I preferred Kyir Elam. I, I right. like Lewisine. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, I, I mean, when I look, when I go back to this, right, so revisionist history, like I think the Pats, maybe they go trailing Burks, you know, instead of Andrew Booth Jr. And then maybe the Cowboys add Andrew Booth Jr. in, the, in that spot. But uh, Trent McDuffie, I mean, I like him. I think he does well for the Buffalo Bills. When you look at the AFC and the firepower they've kind of added in the offseason, I think you need some more uh, pass defense. But maybe Jermaine Johnson, maybe he goes to Buffalo. I mean, that would be pretty dangerous there as well. So, I mean, there's some there's some picks here that you could interchange. Um, but I think that uh, – let me see here. So, Charles Davis had seven wide receivers going in his last mock. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have seven as well. So, we are Charles Davis disciples. That's right. And you know what? Traylon Burke, or not Traylon Burks, I'm sorry. Trent McDuffie. That's who I was yes, looking for. Yes, Trent McDuffie, the Trent, corner going to Trent Buffalo. Trent McDuffie falling all the way to 25 is what threw this off completely. Perhaps. Kair Elam would have gone in here, and, and I don't think Johnson slips all the way out of the first round. If, if McDuffie goes higher, he ends up slotting in somewhere else. Here's the problem with McDuffie is there are people out there. There are teams and D coordinators that have a height requirement. Like doesn't yeah. matter what the film shows. Doesn't matter what the testing shows. If you aren't a certain height, we're not taking you. So Trent could get passed up just because of that. Honestly, Buffalo. I mean, when you look at them, you look at Tredavious white and you look at some of the things that they've done. They honestly could actually end up going with Kyrie Elam over even a Trent McDuffie. And you have Trent McDuffie end up on the board for Tennessee or for Tampa. And I don't, I don't know that 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 Tampa's defense is height restricted, but I don't know that I want Trent McDuffie playing in that system either. To be honest with you, um, oh no, I absolutely do not want. Trent so McDuffie. you know, I mean, he could be he could be the surprise slider of this draft. To be quite honest with you, just because of the measurables. Yeah, he could, and and we know there's going to be somebody that it's like I thought that dude was a shoe in for a top fifteen pick who's going to slide all the way to like thirty one. Like we see it happen. Yeah, and then year. there's going to be a, a Jamin Davis, you know, 
yeah. the, the Washington football team at the time took Jamin Davis in the first round. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, Jamin Davis. Totally heard of that guy before. So that could be your Chad Muma. Like Chad Muma, somehow off-ball linebacker, third-round grade out of out of Wyoming, gets taken at 26 by the Tennessee Titans, and Mike Vrabel uh, gets fired probably. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to wrap up our bonus episode of Locked on Bucks as we went through the entire first round. Buccaneers come away with safety. Lewis seen national championship MVP and out of the University of Georgia, much to the chagrin of David because he wanted Kair Elam again. Not that he doesn't like Lewis seen, but he wanted Kair Elam. Um, Joshua Gardner is going to send me very angry and nasty tweets uh, at the start of the NFL draft. But this bonus episode was brought to you by our friends at BlueNile.com. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off a $500 or more purchase. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code Locked On. That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that will not give away what's inside shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to blue today. Now, when this episode is over, you all need to head over to the locked on NFL YouTube page, live coverage of the NFL draft all weekend long local experts giving their takes on the picks. Yeah. You know, I will be on there. David will be on there. Every team will be represented with their local experts talking about the picks that were made for the NFL franchises. It starts now, goes through the entire NFL draft. Again, that's the Locked On NFL YouTube page. You can check out everything David's doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. We will be back with a recap of the first round on tomorrow's episode. And then we're going to drop another episode on Saturday to talk about rounds two and three. Locked on Bucks all week long draft coverage. We appreciate all of you for making us your first listen or view of the day. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.